Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Grecian's Gossip. I'm Jack Ball and joining me on today's show are Jamie Hawkins and Stuart James. Good afternoon. Hi Jack. Jack. So, City, a lot of, a lot of fans have spoken I've seen about Exeter normally have a mid-season slump. Yeah. Is, is, is it starting to happen again? Is there a, a genuine worries around the place at the moment? I think the, I think the biggest worry is um, the injuries that have happened to some key players here on Botang being out for... Uh, sounds like three or four months probably won't play again this year so we're looking at probably a late December early January return for him training ground injury wasn't it as well Bizarre yeah well no it wasn't even training ground it was up at Crawley so it was the oh, last was minute of the warm up before oh, okay, the game up at Crawley so um, yeah real strange one but he's pulled up or torn up my muscle in his hip flexor which sounds rather painful so yeah he's going to be out for a while Lee Holmes has missed the last couple of games um, there's just they're just lacking creativity right now. I mean, I'm not too concerned right now because I think when we get one or two players back, hopefully City would be okay. But yeah, as you say, it's, it's shades of last season again where City had this slump around this time of this time of year. So, so Jimmy, would you say are City over over relying on a couple of players? Do you think, or do you think that's a standard for League One and League Two teams? Possibly. I mean, as Stu said, it, it does seem funny that like it's always around this time of year City seems to have a slump. It's when the it. clocks change. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, time as well but yeah I mean it, it has shown it definitely showed against um, Forest Green and um, I, I didn't go to Tranmere um, but I don't know if it was the same there with you just missed that creativity I think we said last week you know Boateng offers that um, in, right in the middle um, he's so creative and he brings the team forward and you know when, when you've got like Jordan Tilson and, and Jake Taylor like we said they're not the most creative players they, they get stuck in and you know put in good shift but um, City just lack that cutting edge up front and um, you know obviously Stockley and, and Fort are you know slightly out of form lately but I wouldn't say that's their fault I think that's the, yeah. the lack of service they're getting um, so City do do miss that and yeah perhaps they are over reliant on a couple of players um, they have got a big squad obviously so you know it's still a a strong team and a strong bench and you've got options to bring on when you've got like Tristan Abrahams and Lee Martin of the like um, but yeah it is um, tricky I mean you know you, well, a little bit of a slump now which is slightly concerning um, but then they were early in the season and, and bounced back but you do sort of feel was um, the honeymoon period under Matt Taylor starting to come in you know to an end and reality starting to, to kick in and you know it's only going to get tougher when as we approach Christmas with you know a huge catalogue of games and a lot of fixtures over a short span of time aren't there yeah it's fantastic I'm not so sure about this, the, the squad being big it's not as big as it has been in the last few years as it is you know you look at the play I think there's nine released and five that came in over the summer but there's more youngsters that have come in youngsters that have promised but they haven't really been given any opportunity in the first team so, so would you say there's been a problem with recruitment or was there any limited budget to stretch over so well, many or no it's like every other club Exeter have got a budget and yeah. they have to stick within it you know and that's basically what Matt, Day- Matt Taylor's done he's brought in some sort of uh, key signings in terms of players with League One experience like Nicky Law 
Um, Lee Marsden's disappointed me. He's he's not really been at it at all recently. Really disappointing up at Tram there. I'm expecting a lot more from him. You know, he's a player that's got pedigree. He's he's had some pretty decent clubs and well, been sold for some big money before. One of our colleagues is a Gillingham fan, and he said, yeah, without yeah, Lee Martin, yeah. they would have been relegated." So. Yeah, he said he single-handedly kept Gillingham up last year. Yeah. So you know, when we signed him, he's like, he would tear up League Two, and I'm just waiting for it to happen with Lee. It just I know it is really. He said before because I interviewed him um, just a couple of weeks after he signed, and he said it's been difficult to settle because obviously his family lived back mm. in London or was it somewhere in the southeast. But I think they've recently moved down now, and I think he said last week. Now he's hoping to properly settle and, and, and kick on because yeah, he has been disappointed. I agree. You know, you look at his CV; he's played for so many mm. big clubs, and you know he dropped down from you know League One to yeah. League Two, dropping down from Gillingham. And he just hasn't shown that. He's shown, you know, some quick, um, tricky footwork at times. But yeah, he just hasn't really offered much in terms of going forward, um, attacking-wise. Which is why, you know, Exeter signed him. I suppose. Yeah. I think going back to like the injuries and that. I think the most frustrating thing is injuries are injuries. You you can't help them. They happen. It happens to everyone. But obviously, they brought in these. You know, I can't remember their names, but fitness and. Strength yeah, and conditioning yeah. coaches to prevent lots of injuries and doesn't seem to have worked so far. I mean, is that their fault? I don't know. I mean, Boateng putting up in training is just unlucky, I suppose, isn't it? But obviously, Lee Holmes has had a, a long history of, of injuries, so he thought perhaps they would have tried to to fix those. So that's kind of frustrating, I suppose, that you know you bring the the coaches in. Um, but defensively, are they okay? Because in previous seasons, I'm right in saying they've had a lot of defensive injuries. Yeah, well, they more further forward. Yeah, last season it was at the start of the, the kind of first half of the season where City had no centre halves and lost Jordan Moore Taylor and, and Troy Brown. Obviously, lost Troy Brown again mm. this year, and he's such a big loss. I mean, Jamie and I, <clears throat> Jamie and I have spoken about him, and you know we're both in the agreement that he's probably City's best out and out defender. So he has been a big loss. Aaron Martin's coming, and it's been absolutely brilliant. You know, that he's, one's a goal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, not many centre-halves here can score from inside their own half. But um, Luke Kroll was another one. That's an interesting one for me. Luke Kroll, he, in, the, in the main, I think the two of them look pretty solid defensively. But then you'll get the occasional incident, like the second goal against Forest Green, where Luke Kroll just makes this really reckless tackle, misses the ball completely... Frees up loads of space on the left-hand side, and Shepard, the right-back, has advanced forward and smashed it into the bottom corner. And then again up at Tranmere on Saturday, just a lapse in concentration with Luke Kroll, and they go and score the second goal straight after half-time. So it's those little lapses in concentration and basic errors that are costing City right now. So just finally, before we move on to the Tranmere game, uh, speaking to Matt Taylor, has he got any concerns about this creative flair? Has anyone spoken to him about that? What's his sort of view on the situation at the moment? I, I don't think so. Um, City were a lot better up at Tranmere last week than they were the week before against Forest Green. So um, there, there was, you know, you can take positives from yeah. that. Um, against against Forest Green, it was just like City just didn't get going at all. It and it's really weird how football comes in ebbs and flows, isn't it? You can yeah. go on a great one earlier in the season, it looked like they couldn't stop scoring goals, and now they're going through that little mo- yeah. motion, maybe one win, and you start getting that, that, that momentum. It was one of those games, Forest Green, isn't it, where they could have played all evening and, and they, they, would, have they would have scored. Yeah, it was just. I put that one down to being more of a one-off, really, in the sense that they'd come off the back of a thousand miles of travel up to Grimsby, Crawley. All the injuries were kicking in. There was a sickness bug going around the camp. Mm. It just felt like it was a game too far. But last week up at Tranmere, the team did look a lot more lively. They were more at it, and I mean Lee Martin missed an absolutely really good chance in the first half. If that goes in, you go one and up. It's a different 
different game, but unfortunately the, the, his shot was saved and James Norwood went and scored straight afterwards, which is typical. To, to be fair, Chan, they're, they're not they're not fodder in League Two, are they? No, they're, they're doing, doing all right. Job. Yeah, they've come up and Norwood really impressed me last week. I was quite interested to watch him play, given that he was at City ten years ago as an eighteen-year-old. His movement was brilliant. He just kept pulling away from the centre halves onto the full backs, and he just gave the City defence a torrid time all afternoon. Really, scored both the goals. Could have had one or two more, and it was nice to catch up with him afterwards as well. Just have a little chat and, and see how things were going. Uh, and obviously, this FA Cup fixtures this weekend. Is, is that would you say that's good or bad, Jamie? With to have a break from League Two action. Yeah, I think you need a. Sometimes you need a bit of a break when things perhaps aren't going as well in the league. However, having said that, you want. Sometimes the FA Cup can be good because you can play like a, a lower league team and you can mm. get a win to get the confidence back. But you're playing a League One side in Blackpool, so it's going to be a, a tricky um, contest. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Matt Taylor approaches it in terms of team selection. Obviously, got one or two injuries. Does he try and risk perhaps a couple more or try and play his full strength side just to try and get a win and get the you know the win and feeling back um, to Exeter? So, yeah, it's a difficult one. I've, you know, he's still got a week break in between that and, yeah. and, and the next game. So I think he'll play a near full strength side because Blackpool are, you know, a good team. They're in League One, so it's going to be tricky. And Stu, is there any sort of memories of the Wembley defeat to Blackpool? Is that playing on any minds? Of, do some fans want revenge or is that long forgotten now? Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's been long forgotten. I mean, it's, you know, playoff final defeats hurt, yeah. don't they? Um, and we've had two with Coventry as well. So, but I know, yeah. As, as, a, as a football fan, I look forward to those types of games where you can try and get revenge on the team. Yes, yeah. um, yeah. the thing is with the FA Cup, I always want a game that's different. So I'd like to play a non-league team, whether it be home and away. You know, I'd always take that risk of a Curzon Ashton or or someone like that because it's different. That's what the FA Cup's all about for me. You know, we played Blackpool over the years. Yeah. Got you know good and bad memories of, of playing them, and it's just not a particularly you know, game that you look forward to too much, really. That doesn't stick out, does it? <laughs> no. Yeah, if they cut a draw us, mate, it's not no, the, not the glamour tie. It's, it's not an easy tie either. That's, no, it's not. They're going wanna, really well, Blackpool. And you want to try and get as far to progress. You know, every fan... Yeah, of course. ...media, everyone wants a big team in the third round, preferably, because it's just a good... Like you said, it's totally different to the norm, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll, we'll see how they get on this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be tough, especially, you know, you want to go into these sort of games with a full complement of players because I mean Jack you went to the Bristol Rovers game in pre-season mm. against the League One side and City played really well that day you need to go into these games with your strongest hand I always think and as, as Matt well, the guy I suppose you've not spoken to Matt too much about the FA Cup because the press will be on Thursday this week but it'll be his debut as a manager in the competition Yeah, I'm sure he's got some good memories as a player though yeah I'm sure he has I'm just trying to think of any off the top of my head but um, well next to have had a pretty decent record in yeah. the FA Cup play. obviously West Brom Last season, season, Liverpool, May United, of course, a long time ago. And in cups, they have been, maybe not the FA Cup off the top of my head, but in the League Cup, they've beaten like Brentford before. They have, they have beaten yeah. teams. Well, we beat Ipswich in the Carabao Cup, but yeah. again, that was with a full strength team out. That's with, you know, yeah, Lee Holmes and Boateng. John Fort's out injured as well at the moment, so that's another another loss. It'll be interesting for me to see how many fans turn up to these types of games because you, you get fans that may not have a checker trade trophy, but that was changed because fans don't attend these types of games yeah. and they need to come out in their numbers, <coughs> in my opinion. Do you think overall has the FA Cup lost its magic? I, I still look forward to it. I love I, it. I love it as well. I'm I'm a proper sort of traditional football fan really. I love I love the you know, David V Goliath mm. cup upset opportunity and I think for lower league clubs, it's everything now. Maybe not the early rounds, but as you say, everyone wants to get to the third round. 
and the financial side of it now is massive you know 36 grand for the winners on Saturday is a, is a lot of money plus a place in the second round draw as well and, and yeah. even, even the qualifiers there's a decent prize money for yeah, them yeah. You know, look at Torquay they've got them a yeah, great they've, they've made decent money. money already so far um, what about for you Jamie do you, oh, are yeah. you a big fan of the FA yeah I mean I always look out for the draw I mean I remember when XC called out my United oh, um, and there's that great footage isn't there Steve Perryman dancing around yeah with Alex Singlethorpe yeah that's what it's all about isn't it um, you know I think I always want to you know get your way to the fair round play a nominee team just a comfortable run like City had last season really um, and then get you know that big glamour tie um, you know a Premier, big Premier League club away just to enjoy the day because you're not going to be expected to, to go very far but then it has shown in recent years that it can happen look at Lincoln City against the quarterfinals incredible a non-meeting at the time so yeah I don't know I think it still holds a special place for non-league and, and lower league clubs you know obviously lots of been talked about Premier League sides playing weak teams they don't really see it as a priority anymore which it's a shame, but um, it's not surprising, is it, really? I think that's a bigger shame for me. I, I would love to go back to the days of the FA Cup final being a big day. I don't really like games being played at yeah. Wembley before the final. Those are the types of things yeah. for me that spoil the FA Cup. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you, Jamie, you touched a little bit on the team that Matt Taylor might pick. Do you, can you envisage changes this, this weekend? Yeah, I do. I mean, Matt sort of um, suggested after the game up at Tranmere that he wasn't too happy with the way City are defending right now. Um, felt the second goal against... Forest Green and the second goal Tranmere were both a bit too easy I've got a feeling um, Dara O'Shea might come in I think it could be Dara O'Shea and Aaron Martin the centre back um, it's hard to see too many other changes really because of the, the injury situation what's the goalkeeper situation like at the moment it's pinned back Christy yeah well, he rolled an ankle in training so he I mean he hopefully he'll be back he had a fitness test on the day of the Forest Green game and, and failed it um, they hoped he would be back last week, but it was still a game two, or it was too, still too early for him to make a return. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, hopefully he'll be back in training now. It didn't seem too serious an injury, and I think so, you've missed him as well. So I, I just felt the first goal up at Tranmere as well. I felt James Hammond should have done better. I don't know if you've seen the goal back, James. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is, is it a bit hard when you're not be playing football as a goalkeeper though? No, no. I, I, do you not agree? I, with that? I see where you're coming from, but in that instance, no. He played the week before against Forest Green, mm-hmm. and to be fair, he didn't stand a chance with either goal. Last week at Tranmere, I mean, it, it kind of summed up Hammy for me. He's, he ha- he's got talent, but sometimes he just switches off a little bit. I think. And about five minutes before the goal, he'd made a brilliant save, and then of course five minutes later, cross comes in, mm-hmm. Norwood heads it goalwards, and I just felt he tried to make it look too spectacular instead of getting the ball away and he ended up mucking it up and flicking the ball into the bottom corner so and he has been out of the club for a while now he yeah. has played quite a few games he does normally play in like the Czech trade games and yeah. perhaps some other cup games but he's been out on loan a few times so he's you know got good experience under his belt now but I don't see him as that sort of commanding presence that you need that pin provides you know if mm. Pim's not happy his defence he'll let them know I've heard on the big bang he'll give you know more Taylor um, not Troy Brown or Aaron Martin or, you know big rollicking but <laughs> Hammond just doesn't seem that sort of play you know he just seems I don't know I just like a goalkeeper that commands his box mm. it's almost like a goalkeeper to say the penalty box is mine whatever happens in here is down to me mm. and he should dominate that box which I think Christie does really yeah. really well so just a final question on the FA Cup I mean of course, sometimes it changes are made for injuries, but as fans of clubs, what do you make when a manager makes wholesale changes in the club? Does that disappoint you? Or I think it depends on the Liverpool situation way. sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that when City played Liverpool way, that was 
unbelievable that you know he had Tom Nichols, the top scorer. Um, he dropped him for Clinton Morrison because I think Tiz had it's his last chance to play at a big game or something mm, like that. Actually, so. Um, but I, mean, but I mean, realistically, you're, you're probably going to lose to Liverpool. But I mean, in these yeah. early rounds, when you've still got the chance to try and get, I think you've got to go for it. You know, as Jamie said earlier, it's a week between games, so there's no fixture congestion or anything like that right now. So if he made six or seven changes, you'd be a bit disappointed. Yeah, it, it, I, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't. I think, but I think the money dictates yeah. now. You know, because uh, as I say, 36 grand is a lot of money for a League Two club. Especially when it's a League Two club like Exeter, where they don't have a benefactor that comes in and throws money at it willy-nilly. So, another change off the pitch is the stadium development is now complete. Have you both had a chance to see that now? Yeah, we've both been around the new stand and it looks fantastic, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, really, really impressed with it. So different to the old grandstand if everyone's, <laughs> anyone's ever been in there. Just like the whole, the inside bit with the, um, they've got loads of legends like against the walls and on the ceiling um, it's a really nice touch and obviously you know, the stagecoach I understand stand that was so fitting mm. um, in a way and yeah it's just all coming together you know the away end um, seems to be done I think that's going to be open on Saturday I think yeah for the Blackpool mm. game which will be great as well it's going to be unusual actually to see you know a stadium with, with four Full stands open again, yeah. always forgotten what it's like but um, no I just bring a sort of whole feel good place about the club <laughs> Forest Green thought would have been you know a nice way to, to open the new stand a big game unfortunately <laughs> the, the result didn't go the right way but um, yeah it can, and I think um, Matt Taylor and, and Julian Tag I spoke to him when um, the stand was being opened he's saying how much of a difference it can make to the team mm-hmm. you know as well how the atmosphere can influence the players and yeah it's, it's, just, it's great to see and um, yeah, I'll have to try it out at some point and Stu you, you've sort of been there multiple times throughout its sort of yeah. build how, how does it look now in comparison to what you does it look like how you envisioned it when you went in the early days not at all I mean we went I think it was about June time wasn't it mm. where we were given access to the stand and it was just like a you know it was just a shell basically yeah. mm. and we were told by Justin Quick this is going to go there this is going to go there anything God, it's going to be a bit cramped but when you go in now and with all the new bars and things like that it's actually really really spacious there's a it lot more space yeah. when you're there from Absolutely. the other side it doesn't look that big but when you're actually there it's just, it's, yeah. it is a sizable structure but I've just got to give credit to, to all the different fan groups because as Jamie said you've got the you know the big sort of things coming off the wall of all the ex-players and I love the timeline that goes all the way along the stand you know Charleston City's history and it's all, all been funded by support groups uh, the Heritage Lottery fund. I just think it's brilliant, and even even the handrails on the on the steps going up the up the stand has been part funded by the ex players association. So it's like City have been given this stand, and it's all the fans have kind of chipped in to make it their stand, yeah. and it's just really really nice. The little touches inside are absolutely fantastic. And the thing is, the stand's a stand, isn't it? But it's those touches that make exactly it that's what stand. makes it special. Yeah. And like even the glass, I love the glass panelling out the back where you can look out across yeah. Well Street and out onto Exeter. It's, you know, it's really unique, but it's got, it's got a real charm about it, I think. Yeah. And what too, I was just going to say, too many new stands and stadiums just look so yeah. generic. They look nice and modern and, and clean, but they just know it's a bit solid. It's like Ikea multi-packs, isn't it? Just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And a lot, them, a lot of them look really nice from the inside when you're in all the facilities, but from the outside it just looks like another stadium. Yeah. You know I mean, what, what sort yeah. of feeling do you get when you walk up and you see 
see that. Is it a bit weird from behind now? Yeah, it is. It's nice because obviously, you know, years ago you used to have this horrible green thing that was there, and obviously green and next to the city don't go hand <laughs> in hand. But now you've got this, you know, really brand new, you know, massive badge on the side of the stand. It's something to be proud of, I think. And do you feel? Do you think the fans feel that when when away? Yeah, well, when, I, I, when away cars come, you're sort of proud that that's, that's yeah, that, that, that is our stand, most definitely. Yeah, I think and it looks a lot. It will look a lot better on TV as well. Whereas yeah, before yeah. you used to just see the old grandstand or <laughs> last season you saw nothing. Um, whereas now you've got a fabulous yeah. new stand to, to look at. Fantastic. So and there's no dead flies. I mean, in, in the old press <laughs> box, in the old press box, we used to joke about it because there used to be loads and loads of dead flies, didn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. And then when you have the lights on after a certain while, they'd start coming alive and jumping <laughs> up and landing on your laptop and stuff. But there's none of that now. It's a proper proper stand. But you're not over there, though, are you? So you're no, we're not. Is that, is that no. a bit, yeah, I bet you'd love to be over there, wouldn't you? I would actually. Yeah, I'd like to go back. But um, no, apparently all the powerpoints have been well. All the powerpoints have been put in and what have you. So. Uh, I've been told we're stuck where we are next to the away fans for now. So who can have one spell where you'd be able to go as a fan just enjoy that stand? I'd like to, yeah, at some stage. You're talking about going over yeah. and Jamie. Because it, it looks like you get a great view from there. No yeah. pillars or poles in the way this yeah. time. Yeah. Well, the view from the back of the stand really is fantastic. Yeah. It's, so it's quite steep as well. Although yeah. yeah. it's quite open, so it might be quite chilly this time of year. Absolutely. My, my dad was in there last week, actually, and about five minutes into the game, one of the city defenders went to clear it, ball went straight into the stand, and landed in my six-year-old's lap. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, history. Did he throw it back? He I, I frightened the life out of him. That <laughs> happened to me once when I was young. I went to throw the ball back, but I accidentally threw it down and hit the person's head in the row in front. So, <laughs> as long as you didn't do that. Um, so, going back to the Blackpool game then, I'm going to put you both on the spot and ask for your predictions. Um, I'll, I'll go with Jamie first. What, what, what are you predicting will be the outcome of this game? It's an interesting one. It depends how seriously Blackpool take it as well. They have had a game in the week, haven't they? So they've had yeah. a fair few games recently. So you think they probably aren't too bothered about this game. Obviously, it's a long old trick for them as well. Um, so I think they'll play a weakened team. I think City will play a relatively strong one. So I'm going to go for a 1-0 X to win. It is hard to ask you, isn't it, when you don't have no idea what sort of team you're going to ask you? I'm, I think both teams are going to take it seriously because, as I say, I think the money for clubs and, and Blackpool have got their financial issues as well right now. And so you're, only, you're only two rounds away from that third round, yeah, exactly. not a million miles away. Exactly, so I, I think both teams will, will go for the win, but I, I can see it being a frustrating one-all draw. Would a draw be a bad result? Do you, would the team really want to go all the way back well, up to Blackpool? That's the thing, all the way up to Blackpool on Tuesday night. You'd always right to lose in the way. Yeah, I mean, this is the sort of occasion where you, you could do with extra time straight after the game and get it sort yeah. of there and then, really. Maybe do away with replays now. Mm. And then who's the next league game after that? Who's Northampton at home. So you've got two home games in a row. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what the, what the crowds will be like with the new stands. Yeah, and it's my mate John's 50th birthday for the Northampton game, so shout out to John because he's a, he's a listener. Sure. Fantastic. Great. Well, thanks very much for joining me. Um, we'll be back again next week to look back on what, you, what, what the FA Cup had to bring and we'll look forward to the uh, Northampton game.